everybody, Editing Mel here. I wanted to take a moment and let you know that I've been having some issues with my microphone. She's old, she was a hand-me-down, she's dying a slow death. So if there are any popping sounds from my microphone or if anything sounds unusual, that's why. I apologize in advance, but thank you for your patience as we sort out these technical difficulties. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. I don't like berries and cream. I've never liked berries and cream. I didn't think it was funny as a commercial, and I don't want to hear it in all of the songs. I hate it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Oh, I'm, I didn't like I berries am, and creams that. I am I like, didn't like it then, and I don't like it now. I'm in too deep in berries and cream talk. Like, I can't get out. It's, it's over for me. <laughs> Cause I'm in too deep to berries and cream. And I'm trying to stop, but the little lad won't let me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. You had me at... Hell no. Welcome to You Had Me at Hell No. My name is Alan. And my name is Mel. And this is our podcast where we watch romance movies and try to figure out why we love a genre that hates us so much. Indeed we do. We talk about rom-coms, romantic thrillers, dramas. If the plot is about romance, we are gonna talk about it. We are. Um, Even though those are not our go-to genres for comfort. Mel, what do you like to watch to be comforted? Uh, To be comforted? I love horror Big fan of campy horror. In fact, uh, the other day I watched Pumpkinhead for the first time. How was it? It was... I don't... I... Uh, I don't understand why it's a cult classic. Like, I just... It's it's not good, but it's not even not good in a fun way. It's just not good. Which is a oh, bummer, bummer because Lance Henriksen is in it. And oh, he was, a good he, Lance Henriksen Yeah, and he was movie. Bishop in Aliens, so, you know, mm. I kind of expected more from him. And also, my favorite stuntman of all time, Dick Warlock, is also in it. And that's I'm sorry, his name. a man, I'm, I'm sorry, a man was named Dick Warlock? Yeah, Richard Warlock, nicknamed Dick Warlock. He's famous Love for it. playing Michael Myers in Halloween 2 and Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. And I think he's better known as being Kurt Russell's main stuntman. Oh! But his name is Dick Warlock. Dick Warlock. The only man more tough than Kurt Russell is a guy named Dick Warlock. Isn't that incredible? Oh, my God. That makes me happy and excited. Yeah. That sounded like it made me aroused. It didn't, but I do like hearing it. Yes, Dick Warlock Uh, is a powerful man. And I would assume also a powerful wizard. Um, But that's that's, that's me. I love horror. Allie, what what, what you like, watch... (laughs) <laughs> i like watch um uh action i also enjoy i like good action but i also kind of love like a campy ridiculous action um i'm trying to get i, have, I don't know that i've watched something actually new i rewatched hobbs and shaw with some friends and that is ooh silly billy um uh it's just it's just well i it I, seems really fun 
It's delightful. And Idris Elba is the villain. And, okay, the Fast and Furious franchise started with a movie that is basically a remake of Point Break, but with cars. And I would like to add a bad remake of Point Break. It's not, it's, I prefer Point Break, but it is, like, a fun movie. The first one has, like, a real charm to it. Um, but it's about, like, low, kind of low-level thieves who are stealing combination TV DVD players. Um, and then in Hobbs and Shaw, Idris Elba is a cyborg. <laughs> so, like, so much happens oh over God. the course of this series. And he also says the line, genocide, schmenocide. No. Yes, he does. He does say it. I don't like that. <laughs> and he has a, and he has a, he has a, a robot, like, he has, like, a motorbike. Roscoe's upset. He has a motorbike that is, um, it, it's like his pet. Like, it kind of just follows them around, and it makes Transformer noises. <laughs> and then, so, um, today we didn't watch... Uh, either of those we're not talking about either of those movies we're talking about uh, a film from 1999 called blast from the past yeah we are um, melanie how do you feel how did you feel well because i saw this was on hulu and i know you didn't you weren't a big fan of our movie last week even though it was amazing but whatever and it's okay like different stuff all right i feel a little attacked but okay (laughs) no you're allowed to feel what you want to feel because we all like different stuff um but i thought ooh, i know what melanie will what will probably be good for both of us but melanie in particular is a good old hang time hang time with some brendan fraser Um, yeah listen nothing cheers me up more than drinking the fraser aid but mm-hmm. honest, I don't know if it was the headspace that I'm in right now, but I didn't love this movie as much as I thought I was going to love it, but I did like Same. it. Same. There was stuff in this movie that I did really like, but I, I don't know that I loved this movie. But I liked elements of it. Like, I, Brendan Fraser is a goddamn delight. Truly. Truly, madly, this deeply. Is, this is also the second movie he was in where he plays a man who appears from underground having been trapped there many years before having a difficult time adapting to society as it is today Um, what's the first movie where he comes in Encino Man (gasps) oh my god (laughs) that's right Encino Man is delightful I love that movie I do. Um, but honestly, well. Blast from the Past, not a bad movie. I think it just, I'd never seen it before, but my dad really Better likes it. Um, really? Yeah, my dad loves this movie because he's, he's, like, he always tells me when it's on. He'll be like, oh, Blast from the Past is on. And I'll be like, cool, cool. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cute. Yeah, it's um, honestly, like, this is a very, I think it's a sweet movie. Um, it's a sweet movie. I don't think I it's... wanted it to be darker. Yeah, I wanted it either to be goofier or darker. It was yeah, kind of in the middle. Yeah, because there's elements in this that are, frankly, kind of dark or, like, very odd, where you're like, no, I kind of want this to be... I, I kind of want them to lean into that a little bit. Yeah. But um, it was fine. It was... I <laughs> Like, the cast is so good. Yeah, yeah. That... 
you're charmed. Let's get into it. Um, basic plot rundown. Brendan Fraser is the son of Christopher Walken and Sissy Spacek, who in Incredible. the 60s, um, when basically when the Bay of Pigs is happening, they go into a bomb shelter that Christopher Walken has built, um, and a plane crashes on top of their house, but because they're underground, they think that there's been a nuclear holocaust. So they stay underground for 35 years so that the radiation will have died out by then. But she is nine months pregnant when this happens. So she ends up giving birth in the bunker. So they raise their son for 35 years, just the three of them in the bunker. Then 35 years passes and they need supplies. So they send their son, Brendan Fraser, who they name Adam. They send him out to go get supplies and come back. And they think that, like, everyone's a mutant. So on his travels, he meets Eve, (laughs) played by Alicia Silverstone. And um, she ends up helping him with everything, and they forge a really lovely friendship, and then they fall in love. And that's that's yeah. basically the plot. Yeah. Um, we spend a lot of time. So much up time in that in bunker. bunker. I I was like, we I don't know. Like, part of me wanted to appreciate that in terms of because I I love a thing where it's like, no, we're gonna spend some time with these characters. Um, cause I like stuff like that, mm-hmm. but this was an, this was an instance where I was like, I think we could cut a lot of this. Oh, it, the, the of, film is 112 minutes long and 40, long. 45 of those minutes were in the bunker, which is 40% yeah. of the movie. It was a That's, whole separate I, movie in that bunker. Yeah. And it felt kind of like, I, I, I think part of the reason was that you really, they really want you to get a sense of like what these people are like or what it's been like for them or answer any like questions you might have about Adam or like how much does he know or how was he taught or like blah 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 but I feel like some of that could have just been handled with like a couple of lines or a montage (laughs) or like a montage montage. and and I know we're maybe we're cutting stuff but it just felt some there are moments where it was like I don't know that this is funny enough or endearing enough to last this long like i don't know that i want to spend this long in the rom-com before i see or spend any time with the love interest because by the time we get to alicia silverstone like we spent about 45 minutes like you said with christopher walken sissy spacek and like the children playing brendan fraser but Um, we don't meet brendan we don't meet adult adam until like 40 45 like until he has to leave that's when we meet adult adam and yeah and i (laughs) i didn't think it was necessary no we want to get there quicker because he's that's kind of where the movie is and that's where the excitement is that's part of why you go to see these types of movies but it's just like by the time we meet a him we have a we have a slightly better idea of like who he is because we've seen all this stuff about him but we really don't know a lot about alicia silverstone and stuff we find out along like i I just kept writing down i don't think i know what her deal is not really i don't really get her yeah i don't really get her she she kind of is written i think she does a fine job with what she's given but what 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 she's given is like a we wrote a girl in this movie and she's kind of whatever we need the scene to be. So if we need the scene to move over here, she's upset about this. So now we have to go over here. You know what I mean? Like it, it, I, I couldn't get a good handle on what her character was or what her motivation was for anything. I agree. I think, her, I think Eve as a character was very fickle. 
Yeah. And not because that's a character trait, but like you said, she she fits whatever needs to happen because it's really her opposition to things or her pushing back that really moves the plot forward. Um, and I think there is a more effective way to do that while giving her a fuller yeah. character. Well said. Um, what were you going to say before I interrupted you, dear? Oh, I was just going to say... Um, that I think Brendan Fraser is part of the selling point of this film, of him being Absolutely. the star. And Absolutely. he's only in half the movie. <laughs> and and it's kind of, he's, and, and, and can I say, like, he's wonderful in this he's movie. He's so charming. He has a way of playing, I guess, like, naive characters in a way that um, isn't, I don't know, annoying. It, like, teeters that line where you do root for them. And they feel kind of fully formed in a way where it like um like he has a way of being goofy where you still root for him. Yes, and I think also what I what I liked about his character arc in this film, and I do kind of wish that he spent more time in the world instead of like being made over. Um, yeah, <laughs> they kept being like, and now he's wearing a jacket. I'm he like, looked look, amazing, he looks great. But... He looks great, but this isn't necessarily why I wanted to see. Yeah, although uh, that's not true. I love a makeover. I'm sorry. Anyway, no, we, listen, both of us love a makeover. Um, love. But I, I think there's a clear shift, and I don't know if you felt this way, but I'm assuming you did. There's a point in the film where he goes from boy to man, or like boyish charm to like hunk if that yeah. makes sense. And um, mm-hmm. it's when she falls and scrapes her knee and he's doing first aid. Yes. And I was like, yes. oh my God. My, Melanie, 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 Melanie. Tell me. When, when, okay, so she trips <laughs> <laughs> and scrapes her knee. She like cuts part of her, her, scrapes her knee so like the pants are kind of torn and she's like, like kind of doing the Alicia Silverstone sort of whiny voice, which I don't know necessarily works for this movie. Yeah, an adult woman doesn't um, need to be pouting like a child. In uh, Clueless, Clueless, which is like a perfect movie, um, it works. It in works Clueless fine because she's in high school. She's a, this like is a sixteen-year-old over thirty adult woman. Is she ever, like we don't know how old she is, but she's an adult woman who probably doesn't need to sound like that. Like yeah. doesn't. I don't know who told Alicia that she needs to make that sound, but I. That's that was not nice of them to tell her. They to really that. did anyway, her dirty. That was rude. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, she scrapes her knee, and he helps her. He like grabs the first aid kit, and he's like, "I know more about first aid than you. First aid than you." And he says, uh, "The pants are ruined, right?" And she's like, "Yeah." And so he just rips <laughs> the lower half of her pants off, <laughs> and um, I. I my goodness I uh, I that okay. did something to me it did something to me yeah I was like I hope this doesn't have an effect on me I've been thinking uh, about this, it nonstop all day th- this better not awaken anything in exactly me. um I uh but yeah no it's be- and it's also right before then her brother played by Dave Foley says like you're a very nice boy she needs a nice man and then immediately he brendan fraser is like hello i'm here to fix your wound like okay um but also we'll we'll get to the we'll get to the context of that scene in a little bit but like um one thing that i did think was kind of neat that they did to kind of set up that i thought was just very goofy was that um 
like a drugstore malt shop burger joint gets built above the bunker. Yes. And we keep mm-hmm. seeing the mother and son who own it and are working at it. And it's in the valley in L.A., so it just keeps getting shittier and shittier and shittier. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it goes from, like, wholesome malt shop to, like, kind of like a... Um, seedy heroin dive bar. Like a, but, like, kind of a fun place in the 70s. And then by the 80s, it's just, like, not... Oh, it's like, uh-oh, this place is not good. And then when we see it in the 90s, the guy who was, like, the young man who was the son of the woman who initially bought this bought this mall shop is just like a solitary long like it's got a forehead tattoo. man with a forehead tattoo like kind of who has lost his mind um living in this like abandoned dirty building in LA and so he sees initially he sees Christopher Walken come up through the elevator and is like oh my god it's oh my god this is a sign from god these are the god this is god yeah and then um, and it is Brendan funny Fraser because he says, up. I'm going to yeah. send my son. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then, um, uh, but then what basically what has happened after, after Brendan Fraser appears, there are like sort of cult forms around <laughs> this area yeah. where they keep waiting for people. So like Sissy Spacek goes up at one point and they're like, who are you? And she goes, I'm the mother. And they're like, she's the mother. <laughs> like they go, I did think that was cute. Oh, I love Sissy Spacek in this. She was so good. I think she's amazing. She's incredible. And she's also giving... She kind of has her own little story. Um, She's giving a performance that seems a little darker than... um, Maybe... Not darker than the rest of the movie, but it feels like she's giving a lot of nuance to something that I don't know would be given as much nuance. Um, well, at least I I think it is. I mean, maybe I'm talking it up too much, but I do. She's able to play someone who clearly like wants her husband to doesn't want her husband to know that she's upset that she's been trapped in this bunker for so long. Yeah. But she also was like, I didn't want to be down here for this long anyway, and she has been. She clearly has an alcohol problem. <laughs> yeah. Like all she does is drink, and um. She's just anyway. I just really was charmed by her, um, and I really liked her in this movie. I yeah. agree. I think she was. She gave a really solid performance, mm-hmm. um, and also like it, it was. I think Walker. you could clearly see that she really didn't want to be in the bunker like at all, yeah. and that no. Christopher Walken almost kind of enjoyed being in the bunker, preferred being in the bunker. Yeah, um, and it's. Just good. I I also just love Christopher Walken. Like if, if it's one of those where you, when you haven't watched something with Christopher Walken in a while, I feel like you forget. Yeah, and then you see something with him in it, and you remember, oh, this is why we love him. This is how this man speaks and moves. Yeah, and I love it. I love it. His voice is just. I mean, there's a reason it's. You know, everyone tries to do an. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night. We are, we're struggling. I can't do an impression of Christopher Walken because my brain is gone. Uh, It's okay. Do you remember that one time I tried doing an impression of Christopher Walken and you and Tiffer both looked at me and you both said no? 
<gasps> yeah, I didn't know what the fuck that was. Listen, I, I was doing very much. That. I'm sorry, that was really rude. That was not supportive <laughs> what I said. That was not supportive. I'm Listen, so sorry. I don't you know should... what you think you're doing. What that was very happening? funny. It was a funny impression of Christopher Walken. Oh. What <laughs> the fuck was that? That was my Are Christopher okay? Walken impression. You sound like a duck. <laughs> <laughs> that was mean. Of what? That was mean. Of me. That was cruel. I'm sorry. Okay. I am not. Like, I can't do. I don't know that I could do any better. Uh, who knows? You probably could. Whoa. Anyway. That was already <laughs> way better. That was already way better. <sighs> um, I used to do this thing, um, where it was um, Christopher Walken when he was after being bitten by a werewolf. And it's not good. It's just like that same cadence everyone does. But it was just like, it's fangs. With giants. It was just terrible. It's so bad. It was so bad. It was just like, ow. It was just me doing that. But at 14, I was like, am I I a genius? Am I the funniest person that's ever lived? Yes. No. No. Oh, sorry. It's okay. No, I appreciate that. I love that I did something dumb and you were like, Yes, great. And then you tried something. You were vulnerable, and I was like, "No." <laughs> I mean, so I'm sorry. I no, I was not being supportive, and that's bad. I mean, it doesn't really bother me because it was empirically a bad impression. Mm-hmm. Like it was that. It's not good. Give okay. Tell me who should I do an impression of? Because okay, because um, I'm sure I'll be as bad. Uh. Pacino. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's young Pacino. <laughs> Beautiful. Nailed it. Okay. Um, what else happens in this fucking movie? I actually, I didn't hate this movie. It was just like, it was a fine movie. Um, it was cute. It was cute. And like I I did I, I wanted didn't, more I, didn't her. I wanted more of her falling in love with him because clearly I think the bits that we got were okay because you could clear I think Silverstone did a great job. She was falling for him because she was seeing little things about him and you could they were bringing a smile to her face. And well, she, we don't see them bring a smile to her face. For the most part, she seems just annoyed by but him. But some of the, but she does have moments, and I think if yeah. we knew more about her and her story and who she is, we might understand why she acts that way. Because she, I mean, she acts like someone who just doesn't want to get her feelings hurt, so she's keeping everyone at arm's length. But yeah. I, that's very surface level, and I, I, I don't think that. Uh, an adult has an excuse to be that immature. Like, you know, it felt like they didn't have time to write deeper stuff for her or like they would give her a line where she would sort of like partially explain stuff, but not really. Like she kind of very quickly is like something. And initially I thought was interesting where she was like, um, Adam, I know you might, I know you like me. Guys do this all the time. No, I don't want to date you. It'd be meaner if I told you, if I, it'd be meaner if I let you keep talking like this. I'm, I need to shut you down right now. And something she says is like, the reason it doesn't work out with her in relationships is because she is also shallow. So she finds equally shallow guys 
and then they're mean to her. Um, she's like, oh, this guy's hot, but then they're mean and blah, blah, blah. But we don't really see her. She's like, oh, I like, like, I like butts and hair and legs and stuff. And we don't really see her like that stuff, though. Like, part of me, while I did enjoy and I did want to see more of her falling, like, falling for him and like, oh, look how sweet he is. Or this is very nice of him. Or I like how he um, treats people. Um, where we and we see part of that, and I did like that, but like we don't even see moments of her just being like, "Oh, wait a minute, um, this is a hot dude," <laughs> which I know is terrible, but it's like based on what the one thing we've been told about her character, we don't even see her do that. The only yeah. example we have is that her ex boyfriend is Nathan Fillion. <laughs> yeah, and it just. <sighs> I I don't know how to even explain it. Like, this movie left me wanting more, but not, like, I want more of this. I wanted more uh, depth. Yeah, like, I wanted to see more of Alicia at the beginning. Because, like, we get a better understanding of her brother, who she lives with. And then at one point, it seems like Adam lives with them even though he lives at the hotel. Anyway. Yeah, it was weird. We, like, we have a better understanding of her brother than we do of uh, her. And I, I I liked Dave Foley in this movie, honestly. He was great. I mean, was a delight. I wanted, I also wanted more actual challenges for Adam to acclimate to the 90s because, like, the reason it's called Blast from the Past is that his parents have, they they haven't been outside in the world, so they don't, know how the world has changed so they're carrying on like it's still 1962 and Mm -hmm. so they raise adam like it's this time in the world the whole time so he comes out acting like someone from the 60s but it's actually the 90s which are two very different ways of acting and like early 1960s yes very different ideas of what is socially acceptable um Mm -hmm. and i think that like one of the things that didn't really work for me is that Sissy Spacek tells him that if someone asks where he's from, he should just say he's from out of town. And that ends up turning into a lie because for some reason, Alicia Silverstone says that she's kind of psychic and that's never really played up except for when yeah. she is clearly bullshitting and says he's yeah. from Alaska. And he says, yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> it happens twice that she's like I'm psychic and the first time it's clear that it's like a joke because she really is just calling stuff about him because he's a tourist and he's like I can't believe you know all this stuff but really she's just saying like oh let me guess you're staying at the Holiday Inn you're you know you showed up to LA to like meet new people mm-hmm. or blah 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 like kind of cliche things and he's like how do you know that and she says I'm psychic and you're like oh I guess that's the end of the joke and then she does it one more time, but this time it seems like she's trying to be serious. Like, I don't... It didn't really work. I couldn't figure out that thing. I just... I couldn't figure her out. And I didn't get what her deal was, yeah. really. I, and I wasn't as invested. And I me too. was bummed, because I like Alicia Silverstone. And she has this... This movie is so 90s. All the songs are so... The soundtrack was great. 90s. So 90s. I wasn't as it, uh, 
the soundtrack I wasn't as invested in because I was like, oh, these are songs from the 90s that I don't know that I care for. <laughs> Fair. Um, but, uh, and also it's so 90s because she had those big old barrel curls. Yeah, they were not diffused at all. They were very, very the, defined. The 90s, the 90s had a way, and I know time before that, but like the 90s in particular, like late 90s felt like, no, 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 we got to let people know that we put work into this. Yeah. And we got to let all that work show. And it's, um, but it's not going to look good. <laughs> yeah. Like this look only looks, only works if you're already a babe. Um, anyway, um, he, oh, there were lines I liked in this movie. Like he, like Dave Foley is like, he said that I was a gentleman and you were a lady. Um, and then he defined what the, what Adam says those were. Like, it's like someone who is respectful of the needs of others or something. Yeah. It's someone (laughs) who is kind and respectful and who's priority is making sure that the needs of everyone around them are or that everyone around them is comfortable yeah and Dave Foley says I thought a gentleman was just a guy who owned horses and that made me laugh that's my kind of fucking joke that was funny <laughs> that was funny um but yeah I don't know we get Nathan Fillion is in this movie y'all he I love Nathan Fillion I think he did he a great that, job like, of 90s... playing the '90s douchebag. Yeah, he has the '90s curtain haircut. Yeah, ooh. It it was just like, oh, it's Nathan Fillion. Hey, man. Hey, bud. He has like five lines. They're like, oh, hey. I saw going? him uh, and immediately just started thinking about Doctor Horrible's sing along blog. A friend of mine. I mean, f- f- first of all, we do want to say fuck Josh Whedon, but um, Josh Whedon. I'm not saying his name the way he wants me to say it. Well, it's funny because his name... I don't think his name is even Joshua. Oh, I thought it was. No. Oh. It's like Joseph, I think. Ew. Yeah, and that's why he goes by Joss. Anyway. Um, well, I'm going to call him Josh. <laughs> well, th- I know someone who m- met um, uh, Nathan Fillion at like a Comic-Con. I think it, I think it was at Phoenix Comic-Con. I realize this is not my story to tell, but I'm not naming names. Um, besides Nathan Fillion, but my friend was dressed as Doctor Horrible, and got like a little got a little photo with Nathan Fillion, and so Nathan Fillion does the, did the classic like he was very friendly, and he did the classic like holding him up by his shirt to be like, oh, I'm gonna hit you, and they took the photo, and it's a, a great picture. I'll send it to you, I think, I'll, if I can find it. Um, but uh, anyway, he like as they were getting ready to like leave like thank you for the photo Nathan Fillion was like oh sorry but I uh, like some of the buttons on my friend's shirt were undone and Nathan Fillion started buttoning them back up and my friend just went wait don't (laughs) (laughs) and they both paused and just stared at each other and then my friend left that's amazing that is genuinely funny but he was like, yeah, Nathan Fillion was just, like, buttoning up my shirt. And I I just, without thinking, went, don't. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. Um, Good times. Yeah. Um, Brendan Fraser is great. And I enjoy him in this film. I wonder, Melanie, I have a question yeah. for you. as Because people who listen to the podcast know we're, we're down for phrase. We drink the um, phrase raid. Drink the Fraserade. 
uh, Melanie in particular, may I may I posit something? Yeah. That you're, I know we're we're down for all Fraser. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Any Fraser is welcome, but I wonder if this type of Fraser, Brendan Fraser, is like in your top Brendan's. Ooh. My, here's what I think your top Brendan is, though. Okay. Because I know George of the Jungle has a special place in your heart, but I think my guess is that, you know, architects, not architects, archaeologists. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> your ideal is Rick O'Connell. I can't believe I said architect. <laughs> That's okay. But yeah, Rick O'Connell. Rick, o- Rick. You oh like my- a guy who's into blueprints, baby. <laughs> I really do. Uh, no, no I, Melanie, I was making a joke. I, like, wait, are you for real into architects, though? Um, I'm kind of, I don't really give just a shit a about architects. Just a guy who draws? No, just it's not that. This is how I it's think not the that. building should look. I love, uh, like, beefcake dudes who are really smart and witty, who um, are, like, socially awkward nerds inside. Um, You like, like, a big dude... Um, you like like an engine. You, you like like a like a science man who won't make eye contact. Well, I do enjoy. But eye it's con- still respectful. Like, give give me someone who's like just a little bit like give me someone who's weird and like mm-hmm. awkward, like a little bit awkward, but who's mm-hmm. got like forearms that could kill. Got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. That's your vibe. That's why I think the mummy Brendan Fraser might be your. Oh, he absolutely is my top. Excuse my me, top dog. choice yeah <laughs> would this brendan hit in the top three for you um no i think this brendan gets an honorable mention and only so. only towards the end the beginning brendan like innocent boy brendan in this didn't do it for me at all I, I I don't know that I was attracted. I was just like he's so cute. But oh, I was, he was very I, cute. But uh, I once... but I was more like I was more concerned for him. Yeah, exactly. I was worried. I, I was like I, was I wrote down. <laughs> I wrote down. I don't want to see him get hurt. Same. I I mean I didn't I, write that down, but I was thinking that. I I just I didn't I didn't want to see it. Um. Yeah. I think my top. I'm. Uh, Gods and Monsters is a very good movie that I recommend. I mean, it is very sad, but um, have you seen Gods and Monsters? No, I have not. <gasps> oh, Melanie, I feel like it might be right up your alley. Um, Sir Ian McKellen plays James Whale, who directed the original Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. Yes. And it's about this friendship that uh, happens between James Whale and... Uh, his gardener basically like um brendan shows up and he's like a kind of handyman groundskeeper oh no uh, oh no (laughs) sir ian is like you have such an how does he say he goes architectural skull and so he's like can i draw you and then they become friends roscoe what did you hear that yeah it's okay benny is on top of one of my arms right now so both our, our both son. of our sons were like, "Oh, you you're both doing something that requires your attention." No, no, you're not. Mother, I can't. Be- <laughs> <laughs> Mother, I can't believe you would do this to me. Yeah, I'm humiliated. That's your That's son. My son. my son is. 
I'm gonna sit here until you notice me. Mom. Mom. Mom, will you notice Mom. me? <laughs> Mom. Mom, that's your son. Your son is like, Mom. Yeah, fully. Uh, just. And, <laughs> and then my son. My son is just like, ugh. Honestly, mother, this is so like you. Yeah. God. <laughs> anyway. My son is gay. My son, my son is, is gay. gay. He moved into the city and now, and now he's, he's gay. gay. You gay, you gay. <laughs> he told me he's gay. <laughs> Who's hungry? Um, God. I, I mean, Melanie, was this movie romantic? Sure. <laughs> I mean, okay. The, no, here's think? the thing. Genuinely, when he leaves her that voicemail because he thinks he's never gonna see her again. Oh, and that hurt my he soul. He does. He stops him. He stops from saying "I love you," but he's like, "I wish you so well. I wish you all the things that I can't. I can't even replicate it." But he he just wishes her well in such an earnest, lovely way, and he thanks her for all the help that she's given him. And it that was, was really genuinely so touching and romantic it, to it me. It was touching. I forgot about that because it made me feel a certain type of way. But it was, it's, it was very, it reminds me of, I feel like that's when you know when you truly love someone is when even if you're not with them or they're not with mm-hmm. you, you still want the best for them. Yeah. Like you don't want it's... them to fail. You don't want anything bad to happen to them. You genuinely want them to be happy for the sake of them being happy. Yes. And that's romantic. Um, was this movie sexy? Uh, when he ripped those pants? Yeah. Yeah. That, Big yeah. Yoips. Yoips. That got me. 10 out that of 10. Yikes. 10 out of 10 humana, humana. would rip those A-wooga. pants again. Woo. Awooga indeed. Ripped my pants. When I ripped Excuse my pants. <laughs> i do know all the words to that song i used to and it, it i i no longer do and it's um, um a shame i used to have the cd-rom <gasps> so did i of the spongebob oh soundtrack yes, yeah as did i that was Son? one of the hits um another great one wish i was back in texas oh, the ocean's I... no place for a squirrel why was she in the ocean? Nobody knows. <laughs> Why was she in the fucking ocean? <laughs> Nobody knows. Why was she there? I don't know. Why wouldn't she go back up? Why was she? And she was going to the moon in one episode. She has a rocket ship going to the fucking moon. And her name is Sandy Cheeks. Oh, here's something about the movie that I was a little bit like, wait a minute. What? Because at the end, towards the end, when, um, uh, oh, anyway, you find out Adam, because of all these stocks and bonds that he's been keeping for a long time, and basically he turns out to be very wealthy. Oh, yeah, um, a multimillionaire, uh, because his dad invested in, like, AT&T, IBM, all these, like, tech mm-hmm. companies in the early 60s that were just getting off the ground, and that turned yeah. out to be, like, business monopolies in the 90s. Yes. Yes. Um, so what they do is they take Keen Alicia Silverstone, take all that money, and then they like basically rebuild kind of a neighborhood that his parents try to rebuild an, a space for his parents to live in. So it's as close to what they 
lived in in the 60s as possible. Yeah. So that was, they can have an easy transition. I thought was that was very, very sweet. sweet. And, and then she has a voiceover, Alicia Silverstone, at the end. Out of nowhere, has a voiceover to wrap everything yeah, up. Yeah, and I end. was, I just wish we had maybe some more continuity with the voiceover because why are we hearing her inner monologue for the first time now? Um, yeah, I would rather we start at the beginning with her. Yeah. You know, anyway, sorry, continue. Um, and <laughs> I think she said something that was really, I thought, very nice. And she said that uh, Adam told her that, um, you know, parents take care of the children and then it's the children's turn to take care of the parents. And it was really important to him to take care of his parents. And also, um, something I thought that was kind of cute is that one of the things his mom says to him before he goes up for the first time to the surface world is when he's trying to find a, a non-mutant because they think everyone's mutants from the radiation. Um, she says, and make sure she's from Pasadena. And then at the end, when she finally meets his mom after they get together, finally, she tells her, by the way, I'm from Pasadena and Sissy Spacek was so happy. And I thought it was very cute. It's just very sweet, and oh, but during that scene where like Alicia Silverstone is with Sissy Spacek, um, Brendan Fraser is with Christopher Walken, and it appears that he is just now explaining sex, sex to him. Yeah, and I thought He's talking about That's sperm odd. and the eggs. Why? But why would he not have explained this before? And also during puberty. During puberty, because it seems like he was given a lot of info about a lot of things. And it also seems like Brendan Fraser does have some idea of what sex is. Because at one point when he and Alicia Silverstone kissed, she goes, this is a weird question, but have you ever had sex before? And he says, no. But he says it in a way, like, not shameful, but he, like as if he knows what sex is. Yeah. And he knows, like, oh, we're probably going to have sex and that's when he tells her, like, hey, I've actually been in a bunker for 35 years. And she's like, oh. Yeah. Oh, can we talk about the, the okay. This, mm-hmm. I was conflicted on this. When she calls um, Family and Child Protective Services on him. Didn't like it. I was pissed. I. It was very condescending. Yeah. But, I mean, also, like, I don't, I, I think it's, if you have a situation that calls for asking for help like that, you should reach out for help. But I don't think this was that situation because like. He wasn't a danger to himself or anyone else. No. And also he didn't tell her anything crazy, like crazy, crazy. Like I've heard some crazy shit before from people and I've been like, cool, Hmm. man, have a nice day. Um, (laughs) But he, he just, he said something like, honestly, I feel like if, there are people that I've met and I've thought like, have you just been living in a bunker for 30 years? Or like, are you a feral person and you only just recently learned how to be polite? Like, yeah. you know, he didn't tell her anything yeah. that crazy and maybe we're biased, no. but I, I feel like she overreacted. I feel like she shouldn't have been like, maybe we should get the cops involved. How about that? But I do like that. She's like, Oh wait, no, he's not crazy but she realizes it's real god good night everyone it's over maybe i wasn't meant to have a podcast um (laughs) and which she she realizes this after she's already called jennifer lewis i was very excited to see jennifer she had maybe five lines in this and she did great love her love her forever um but 
also when they run into each other it's in slow motion like when she finds him again it's in slow motion and i thought we don't need this to be in slow motion yeah um anyway um i i thought they both looked cute i i i don't know if i bought them as a cup i i guess i don't know Um, i just i didn't think there was that great of chemistry like honestly there was more chemistry in mrs winterborn (laughs) yeah I agree. Which is a movie we watched on this podcast. Between Brendan Fraser and Ricky Lake, way more chemistry. And it's not that either, it's not that him and Alicia, it's not that they're not good actors. They're both very good actors, I would say. They're darling. Honestly, there are a lot of people, there was a thing they did a few few years back, I think it was, I forget what magazine was, but it was, they were giving, they gave... Uh, a bunch of male actors the monologue from clueless where it's like okay right now the haitians want to come to america yes but some people and they're strut now in their defense it's a they're doing a cold read but in alicia's defense they are all terrible at it and also and like, like i'm oh, sorry have you never amazing. have you never seen clueless you're an actor and you've never seen Clueless? Okay. It was just wild. Honestly, the one that does the best job is I I think Seth Rogen. Really? Yeah, but I, to my memory. Huh. But like they have Bradley Cooper do it and Ew. they have um, Jake Gyllenhaal do oh, it. Oh no. And it's like, no, no. It's like, oh wow, okay, I guess they can't do it. Did they ask um, Paul Rudd to do it? Just, I don't think, no, I don't think Paul Rudd was in the group. Oh. Of people that day. He would have done a good job. Um, but he was also in He would have been like, I know this. Yeah. He would have been like, I know this. Um, God, Paul Rudd. So beautiful. Anyway, I don't know. I guess we could recommend Blast from the Past. It's like a cute movie. It's a, I, feel I like think there it's are... a sweet, nice movie. Yeah. But you have to make sure that you like prepare yourself to be bored for the first half of it. You're, you're going to... like. You have to already be kind of charmed by stuff that's like... Oh, isn't it wild that it's 1962? You, you have to like those types of jokes a lot. Um, yeah. For the beginning. Um, yeah. Oh, there was one part of the beginning when it's like showing, it keeps cutting back to like the malt shop through the years. And at one point they cut to it during what is supposed to be the 70s. And music starts playing and Barry White starts playing. And the, a guy in the scene goes, ugh, I don't like this. But then he eventually comes around to it. But I thought, who the fuck? It's it's the mom and and the son. They're both like, because it's yeah. the part before the song starts where he's talking all sexy, and and. But how do you not like that? I, it, we're meant to assume that they've never heard Barry White before, and they're like, oh, it's just some guy talking, huh? And then basically the beat drops, and they're like, whoa, this is so good. It's like, yeah, no shit, is. idiot. But it was just even before that, like, there's still the pretty music behind him talking. Yeah, I mean, listen, I like Barry White. I like Barry White. I just, I guess I, I guess I was just upset that they were like, uh, what's this? And I'm like, how do you not like Barry White? What is your deal? I mean, also, because um, Barry White is, like, sex doing music sometimes. And mm-hmm. um, they were a mother and son. So I kind of get why they weren't into it. Sorry, my, I guess, but still. Whatever. Like, when I hear Barry White, I'm like, who's about to do it? And the answer is typically not not I. Not me. Um, 
Numbing? Dry as a bone um, down there. Wrong phrasing. Nope. Buh. Gonna cut that out. <laughs> Gonna cut that out. Yoips. <laughs> Dry as the Sahara I, Desert. I know we don't. Um, I I wouldn't say that there's really a, a, a fuck Mary kill for this, but I I would posit something. And although I don't think we would want to kill any of these people, but what if we did a fuck Mary kill but with Brendan Fraser? Um. Okay, yeah. I mean, I would do a fuck, Mary kill for Brendan Fraser, the brother Troy, and Nathan Fillion. Oh, what about Christopher Walken? Because Troy is gay when we want him to live his happy gay life. Okay, so we'll do fuck, Mary kill, uh, Christopher Walken, Brendan Fraser, and Nathan Fillion. Allie? In this movie specifically? Yes, as their characters in this movie specifically. Okay, that might help me a little more, but... um... Oh, God. Once again, I am faced with having to kill someone, and I I don't want to, but I feel I know we need to. I guess as his character... I'm going to marry Brendan. Okay. I hate to say this. I'm going to fuck Nathan Fillion and kill Christopher Walken. Whoa, really? I think I'm... My, I think because in this movie, I love Christopher Walken, and I think there are other instances when I would, full disclosure, maybe make love with Christopher Walken in certain films. Who knows? Who's to say? What, Who's to what's, say? You know, what's, you know, we'll never know. But in this movie, there were times when he reminded me of my grandfather, and no thank you. Uh, I'm good. That doesn't um, incentivize me, if you know what I mean. Yeah. No, I gotcha. How about you? I about would... You? I would kill Nathan Fillion, his character. I would sleep with Brendan Fraser. I would fuck him, and I would marry Christopher Walken. Okay. The eclectic inventor vibe really does it for me. That really is your type of dude, yeah. though. But if he like had John Cena's body, but was a Christopher Walken, ideal man. I did not know that a John Cena body was what you were into. I didn't either, but I saw a video of Howard Stern being rude to him, and I was just like, oh, John Cena looks good. I will say there's a shot um, in Fast 9. Before we see his face, we see his ass. <gasps> and I was like, all right, good for you. Good for you, John He's happy and healthy. But, um, good for <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I don't think I normally but, um, go for I don't I didn't go know for that was, I don't go for, listen I love my son my gay son is upset right I now. love a juice head gorilla okay like like my goddess Snooky always likes to say I love a juice head gorilla but um where's the fucking beach I'm a good person <laughs> I'm a good fucking person um where's the fucking beach. <sighs> I I don't know. I feel like I just have I have he's like the last dude that I saw where I was like, "Whoa." So I think I just have John Cena on the brain because I normally I normally don't go for guys that look like that and guys that look like that also don't go for me normally. So I don't know about that. They really don't. Um, my my son my son disagrees. Maybe I'm just putting off a bad vibe these days, but like in the past no. in the past they haven't and they aren't now. So um, we'll see. But yeah, I just like the eclectic inventor personality really 
grinds my gears in a good way. Not really. I will say, you know how there are people who are like, I like nerds, but they like like a handsome guy with glasses. Melanie legitimately, there are times when you're like, this guy's really cute. And I'm like, all right. Like, I want you to talk to me for 20 minutes about something that you find fascinating that I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I want that. I can get down for that, too. I, when someone's passionate about something, that is, that is nice. It's nice to be around people who care about things. Um, yeah, but like I. But I think, but your type, your type of like, talk to me about something I'm not gonna know. Like you're like, ooh, what's happening in chemical engineering? I want to hear about it. Yeah, Whereas like I'm talk like, to me about quantum oh. physics and string theory because I don't know anything about physics. So like, literally, nerd out to me about physics for twenty minutes, and you, I'm putty in your hands. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm only I, use this I information for good. About it. <laughs> Truly. My son agrees. Um, I'm trying to think of what my equivalent is of that. I'm yeah, because I I do like hearing about things. I do like learning of stuff from people. I'm trying to think of an, my equivalent. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know either. I don't. What's yeah, I don't know. Because well, in the past, if because I've done versions of that where I'm like, oh what are you really into and then it's a dude trying to explain like comedy to me and i'm like i seem to have made a mistake um you didn't make a mistake no, oh no they like philosophy oh philosophy. even worse something where <laughs> i'm like okay um if i wanted this conversation i would just talk to my dad who i love very much but that's my dad i want to hear it from someone i'm romantically vibing with um I when I used to talk to philosophy bros, I would pull out like really obscure like pre-Socratic philosopher shit. But I would oh God. there was one I don't think I've ever told anyone about this date because it was just so stupid. But there was one guy who tried mansplaining philosophy to me. And this was at a time okay, listeners, this was at a time where I was like top of my game academically. So like I was a human encyclopedia of classics and classical archaeology. Like, I knew quotes, I knew page numbers, I knew dates, I knew names. I was kicking ass, breaking necks, and cashing checks. Okay? Um, And this dude tried mansplaining philosophy to me, and he was wrong. So I just was like, well, this date's not going to go anywhere. So I just, like, dropped... I don't even remember who I quoted, but it was, like, some pre-Socratic philosopher, and I said something in Greek... And he was like, what is that? And I was like, oh, well, if like you told me that you were like really into philosophy. So like, I feel like you should know him. Ooh. And thinking about this in he... hindsight, I feel like what I should have done was I should have quoted Frank Reynolds from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And then watched the chaos ensue from there. What, what would you have said? I don't know. But I think I, I probably just would have picked um, one of the weird things that he says. And well, I think what I, because I don't mind, I guess I could talk about philosophy. Or something. I think what has frustrated me in the past is that, histor- at least for me, it's less of a thing of like, oh, we're trying to get to know each other and more of someone explaining how they just figured out what empathy is. <laughs> and or some kind of reasoning for maybe having slightly less empathy for people. And I, I don't know that I'm super invested in that conversation, but also I haven't had to have a conversation like that in a while. 
and that feels like something that happens like in your 20s whereas in your 30s it's like I, I feel like everybody has slightly less tolerance for stuff like that um i do have a question Melanie. yeah 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 in terms of brendan fraser yeah because i know i keep going back to brendan fraser in term excuse me son in terms of brendan fraser who um was buried underground and then appeared and had to adjust to life in the 90s d- which would you rather date linkovich to man same (laughs) my son feels the same way roscoe feels roscoe would also date link link would probably also date roscoe what is it no he would welcome him as part of the family but he would not date him (laughs) he's not a how dare you we've seen him interact with a dog and it's friendly okay fair 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 i what does it say about us that we're like well obviously we would rather date the caveman (laughs) um I guess, I don't know, maybe because he says less and is super, like, thoughtful and compassionate. I think... Like, clearly cares. Like, the part, yeah. the scene where yeah. Sean Astin and Polly Shore are fighting and he just hugs them both really tight so they stop fighting. Yeah, that was sweet. That's a sweet... Should we watch Encino Man? I mean... Just as friends? Yeah, as friends, absolutely. I know it doesn't work for the pod, but... Yeah. I guess our recommendations for this movie are if this is not your type of movie but you do want to see a Brendan Fraser situation, I would recommend Gods and Monsters or honestly Encino Man. And I've heard he's amazing on Doom Patrol. Yeah, I haven't watched Doom Patrol, but I've heard the same thing. Honestly, this movie, it's not a bad movie. It's just no. it's slow and it's shallow. And so if you have 112 minutes to kill, fine, do that. But I feel like if I knew this movie was going to be that long, I mean, just as a person, like I'm obviously watching it for the pod, but if I'm me in my everyday life and I know that this movie is 112 minutes and that the person that I'm watching it for isn't going to be there until halfway through, I'm not watching it. (laughs) And and like the, yes, I'm sorry. He agrees. He agrees. I want to thank my dog for being a part of today's episode. Thank you, Roscoe. Um, Honestly, his opinions matter. So, folks, if you haven't been listening to Roscoe, have you really been paying attention? He is, honestly, he's saying stuff that a lot of people are afraid to say. He's he, he's just saying what we all wish we could say. Mm-hmm. He's the bravery of my gay son. <laughs> Do people? I worry that people don't think this is as funny as, as we I do. Think that we think <laughs> that, that we think both our sons are gay. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, and I know we can't like don't impose a sexuality on your pet, and like don't don't talk like that. But like, it's just their attitude. It's I, their attitudes. We didn't impose. The reality anything is on them. that I, the, look. The reality of my life is that I'm a queer woman. And my dog is gay. <laughs> I'm not queer. I'm 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 a straight woman. Yeah, and you are a straight woman. And my son is gay. My son is gay. My son is gay. You gay, gay. You gay, gay. <laughs> On that note, happy Pride. Um, <laughs> happy second Pride because now it's October. October is Gay Dog Month. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, happy, happy pride, happy, happy pride queers. Hi, gay. <laughs> Sashay into a deal. Um, 
He really is. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Uh, but on that note, <laughs> Roscoe's telling us we have to wrap it up now. So, And this has been You Had Me in Hell No. Now, if you have thoughts or feelings, maybe your um, pet is gay. Email us at, at, at hellnocast at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. we uh, If your pet is gay, we want to know. We should form a, ba- a gay... A, bleh, 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 bleh. Now I'm Porky Pig. We should form a gay pet alliance or like a Facebook group or something. Um, yeah. But let us yeah, know. Our Twitter and Instagram handles are at hellnocast. And our website mm-hmm. is hellnocast.com. And we post our episodes weekly on Friday on Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify. Well, I just want to thank you for joining us. I have been Allie. And I have been Mel. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. You Had Me at Hell No was recorded remotely at our homes in front of our pets, Roscoe and Benny. Allie and I would like to say congratulations to Tiffer on the birth of his daughter, as well as a big thank you to Lucille Petty and Bella Vanek for writing our theme song. Thank you, Bella and Lucille.